So we are back with another episode. Really, really excited. It's such a nice excuse to have time to catch up. I know. Like, when was the last time we saw each other? Like, three weeks in a row. Yeah. It's been a while. Right? It's been a long time. Since we were out on the prowl. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be fun. Going down memory lane as long as our wives don't listen. I was going to say, I don't know if any of that is appropriate. We're already going to be explicit with the way that we talk. So, as Cheryl Sanders says, lean in. You know, just lean in. So my funny story to get us started. Well, we got to get, yes. I need to get into it. Segment, mom moments. So I sound allergic. It's hard to tell, spoiler alert, whether I'm actually allergic or I've got a serious infection of some kind, given that as I was changing Lake the other day, my 16-month-old is lying on the changing table and out of nowhere he sneezes and I could literally see the droplets coming and they landed on my eyeball and I must have made a horrific face because he burst out laughing (laughs) at me and I was like horrified you know those moments where you're just like that is so disgusting on so many levels and especially in a post-covid world where I'm like Oh, I could see the droplets. Like, you know, remember the early image? And like, you remember those images in the early COVID days where they talked about like the droplets in the air? Like when (laughs) when people would sneeze? You just see the visualization. And you're like, oh my God, I never looked at like the air as people like sneezed or coughed. And the radius on a cough is like a hundred feet and you're living in fear of everything. I know, four miles. So, and now, and then I could see the droplets and two of them, came into my left eye and I must have made this horrific face he burst out laughing and I could barely get a diaper on him he thought it was the most hysterical thing ever and I was running downstairs to tell Andrea the like horrific event that just happened and she's like you're gonna have a serious infection from that that is probably riddled with yeah it's gotta be that I know and now I'm all stuffed up and I was like seasonal allergies or the beginnings of the deep infection that Lake just gave me from coughing directly into my eyeball add it to the disgusting things that we need to endure oh my god the amount of times they've like coughed in my mouth and all i've got one are you ready for it so bray and i when we were at the condo we're sitting on the couch i don't remember what we were eating but we were sharing something as you do watching tv (laughs) like an old married couple <laughs> so we're eating and out of the corner of my eye she goes here mommy and she puts her hand in my mouth so i obviously go to eat it because i think she's sharing with me but instead she puts a booger in my mouth to which like it took oh. me a horrendously long time to realize oh. it was a booger and that i was like how did you realize did you taste it yes oh like, oh this wasn't like a in and out sitch well i immediately <laughs> was like did you just put a booger in my mouth she also thought it thought was it was hilarious. hysterical yeah. and it's like you can't get mad at them for that because i know that's the hard part it's just like, like a kid being a kid i know i can't get mad at a 15 month old like he for sneezing he's he's sneezing you know into my eye but a booger, that's It was gross. a booger. Yeah, that's gross. She picks it's her really boogers gross. a lot. I uh, see a kid in my house between the three of them. There's a finger up a nose at all okay. times if they're awake. But do you pick your nose? I pick my nose. I feel like... Everyone picks their nose. See, like, can we but, just admit this? Okay, but I don't pick my nose in front of other people. If I pick it, I feel like I'm picking and then right. there's a tissue. They're blatant. There's a tissue. Yes. I'm not... You're not hoovering it in no. your mouth. <laughs> 
I, I don't do that. Yeah. No. 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 I will pick my I nose. I feel like there's some things, and maybe because I was raised so hardcore <clears throat> Catholic. Right. That I just... There's shame around everything. Yeah, there's so much shame. And then I feel I'm passing that shame to others where I'm like, oh, you should be disgusted with yourself. And but like farting in front of people. Yeah. Don't do that. When I was pregnant, obviously, there was like accidental farts. But in my house, you would go to the bathroom to fart. And then what? you would directly leave. Oh my god. Yeah. My sisters don't no fart dice. in front of their husbands. They don't. And Aaron and I fart in front of each other all the time. And I'm like, what I would just be have a sore tummy there all the time. Is a lot of farting in our house, and I will say it's not me. There's so much farting in the house that literally Andrea and Avery have ranked the farters. Oh. Out of the five of us. Are you willing to share that ranking? I mean, I don't hopefully I don't think anyone who knows most of the players. <laughs> on this dance card would refute the order Mm -hmm. the current order although there's also some consensus building that it's there's some fast moving players that there's going to be some shake up in the lineup yeah no right now it's consistent okay it's a close tie for first but andrea is still number one yeah and then a close second is avery oh avery rips some epic farts in our house and that girl i'm like you need to shit more. Like something That's isn't right in your body. Is. When your farts <laughs> like, smell horrendous, they smell you need horrific. To and then it's Scotty. Although they also feel like Lake is coming up the ranks. Lake, and then me. I'm last. You're like it's my a proud sister. moment. My sister's like, I don't fart. Like, I don't say I don't fart. I, don't... I fart. I just fart in the privacy of a bathroom. Cause of shame. Probably, yeah. We but I'm, all have Listen, one... I own that shame. I'm yeah, good with trust, it. <laughs> trust. In so many ways. I'm good ways. with it. We have one rule where we won't be comfortable doing something, and it's like you you shit with the door closed. I, we don't need to be that That's nice you do have some limits. There is a limit. <laughs> it is you shit with the door closed. Yeah. Nobody needs to know Nobody that. needs to be part of Too that. Too intimate. We can't mm. come back from that. Mm. But everything else is pretty well fair game. Like, or don't pick your nose. Like, I don't do it really in public because that's just social shame. Like, yeah. People kind of know this. Yeah. I have a weird story. When I was in high school, I remember my parents went into Fortino's or Longo's or some shit when we were in Burlington. Mm. And I was sitting in the car and I watched this man, because I'm an observer, I watched him cover up his one nostril hole <laughs> and spew fingers oh. out the other one. Then I really hope nobody's watching this to see do. my like horrified face. He did something I've never seen anyone do. He took his key, I don't know if it was for his car or something, and he put it in his ear. What? To take out what I'm assuming was earwax. <laughs> oh my god. That is wrong on so many levels. It, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be clear with my judgment. It that is wrong. It imprinted on me so intensely that when I like at some point in time I was playing basketball with a girl and I met her father and I was like, you're the guy that no I watched way. 100%. Do you believe that was, you know, we everyone talks about memory being not dependable. Do you believe that, how, how sure are say. you? How sure are you that that was him? Do you think your memory like, was right? I'm, what kind of time lapse are we I talking it, about between the event and then meeting this girl's dad? Years, years. Years, okay, that so. said. The imprints of specific <laughs> memories, they're there. Did you say anything no, to the girl? No, never. 
Never. Being like, you know what I saw your dad do three years ago? Because memory is like, yes. And depending on the perception of the individual, everyone experiences yeah. the world differently. I get it. I and believe memory is not dependable. I feel like I could have like picked him out in a lineup. Yeah, well, have you seen the stats on the accuracy of that? I don't know the stats, but you're going to tell me, are you? <laughs> not good, friend. No. Not good. Eyewitnesses are very jail. unreliable. Of course. And you eyewitnessed, and now I'm going to say I your memory is unreliable. It. I don't dispute the facts of the events, but saying it was him. It was him. <laughs> Why, why of all the people that I had seen in the many, many years, would oh I then, God. like, it wasn't like, where do I know this guy from? Oh, yeah, he's the booger-picking guy. Like, oh, don't forget like, the earwax. You're him. Like, you, his daughter, that's him. See, and this is why I think people say, you know, it's not, what's, I don't even know, I'm so bad with phrases and catchphrases, but it's like, it's not what, it's like what you do when no one's watching that matters. It's what you do in a Longos parking lot when no one is watching. He did not that have really Catholic defines shame. your character. I'll tell you, he did not have Catholic shame. Hey man, the thing I think about when you were like, oh, all the shame with my farting in the bathroom only, also these days, it's my alone time. Mm. Going to the bathroom is my alone time. But I'd be in there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron would be like, what up? Where are you But at? we were, I was really proud of you because last week you carved out some legit alone time that was not just taking shit or farting in the bathroom. <laughs> Difficult. It wasn't hiding in a pantry, yeah. eating a snack while my kids were locked outside sticking their fingers under the door. Yeah. Which, you, which is also valid. Also, do you. Very do. valid alone time. Get your alone time. I did. I, I feel like I've been working very hard. I say I feel like because I'm not sure if that always translates to it's being perceived that way. Right. But I feel like I'm working very hard to have a little bit more self-care because I am very typical, like a lot of people, especially the other women and parent entrepreneurs that I know. I'm not really good at the self-care thing. I don't really work out, even though I bought a horrendously expensive Peloton. <laughs> I don't love, do it. I love mine. You do it. I do I know. it all the um, time. I eat well. Yeah, you I'm do. I'm very cautious about that. That's for another day. Yeah, yeah. But I don't work out, and I can sit at my desk right. for four, six, eight hours and not move hmm. and not eat easily. So it's not good. Hmm definitely not going to get me through the marathon of entrepreneurship <laughs> and so I'm trying different things for example last week I went with my two sisters we had planned for this a while back I think it was for Father's Day but we took our dad golfing on the links nice that's the same nice ting and it was our perfect golf experience because it was nine holes par three par yeah. three and we kind of played best ball. So it was a yeah. quick, like, two and a half hours. Technically, you played scramble, but what we can get into the difference ever? between best ball and scramble at another time. So annoying. <laughs> it's more so. annoying because I saw your dad this weekend, so I got all the legit details. Oh, yeah. You know how we played or didn't play? Yeah. <clears throat> but it was good. And then we went for lunch afterwards to a cute little place that we used to go for meals like if we would get a special occasion yeah. where we would go out with our parents there was this place in Waterdown 
called Stonewalls. I think it's Super now cute. called the American Hotel. And we would go there because us as weird three little girls loved <laughs> eating the escargot there. Mm. And so we would go there for special meals. So my dad was like, do you want to go to the American Hotel afterwards? That's cute. And so we went and we hung out. It was the best day. That's super cute. I think it's so nice that you carved out time like to do something fun, <clears throat> number one, but also connect again and do something. And as our parents get older, I think a lot about doing things that they like too. Right. Your dad's a massive golfer. Mm -hmm. So is my dad. I feel like most straight white men, men of our dad's generation are big church. golfers. That is their, well, they're business people first. Yes. yes. They just happen to say an inordinate amount, amount of, time of time on a golf, golf course doing business yeah but i think it's super cute that you guys all got out and doing things that are fun i've obviously been thinking a lot about that and my business is more built around that idea of as women you can kind of pair all these things together you did something kind of for yourself but you also got to check off hang out with family and it's being active to your point yeah. where you're not just sitting at your desk so many creative ideas are born in the shower or in these moments of play and fun and mm -hmm. just getting out and switching up the day-to-day -day routine it's one of the things that i found the hardest with being a parent is it can be so monotonous because kids thrive in routine yeah. but i do not you do when you're a kid and you want like the dependability and the stability that comes with that but i think as an adult you really thrive in creativity mm -hmm. as well but i think that's so great that you did something like that and now i'm gonna use it against you and get you out on the golf course with i'm me. into it <laughs> it's just that in my experience golf is played one way yeah golf is 18 holes you're a wimp if you don't do it any other way yeah it is a fucking par seven or some bullshit i don't even know if that's that exists. not not a thing um, hard <laughs> but it's and, like you have to be good good no you space. have to have a drive of minimum 150 yards yeah which i can do but it's gonna go See, into the bushes the funny part is like i'm not that great mm -hmm. on any unless it's switch like playing golf on switch i'm very good oh video like, game golf that? okay got it <laughs> i'm very very so good yeah i basically know exactly how to move a remote unfortunately a golf club is not the same no like this idea that you have to be good and you have to play 18 holes i totally agree with you that has so much stigma and i yeah. think that's what keeps so many underrepresented groups out of it and it yeah. keeps the sport super elite fucking expensive yes there's that too the one course that we were considering going to we all needed our own clubs that's a point of friction and a barrier yeah and then it was going to be like a hundred bucks a piece yeah for each of us so it's 400 bucks to go out and then if you don't have clubs then you have to rent clubs or you have to find somebody by the time and if you're gonna find a course it's not straight up in your neighborhood i was it's just gonna say further away you're not gonna hop on transit to get there not with golf so the, clubs hmm. no <laughs> and by the time we found a course that all four of us could go to for 125 bucks total total and that included the pulley thing pull cart yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a par three nine holes it's which is like my course. preferred you're asking me questions i don't okay, know okay <laughs> If uh, I don't know the yeah, name of it. It's super, it, it is a super inaccessible sport, both from the actual like monetary perspective, but also like you mentioned time. Yeah. I think if you played 18 holes and you live anywhere in a urban or suburban area, you're typically in for a minimum of like four hours. Yeah. Who's going to do that? Who's yeah. going to actively, and then turn to your partner and go, this gonna, is where I'm going to go is, spend my time. Yeah. 
don't mind staying with the kids. You're good. You're right? good. Right? For four plus four, hours? Maybe five, because I'm probably going to have a, a drink hundo. or two, and then my judgment will be really off, and I'll definitely go out for another drink with you. Right. Like, yeah. it's just so inaccessible. And I know this is something that you're trying to tackle, but there's also this idea of that you have to be good. Yeah. I think big, that's the biggest barrier. And it's reinforced by your have somebody playing behind you. Yeah. That's so if you're already nervous about the way you yeah. play or self-conscious about not being good and you've got people that are waiting for you, yeah. that's a horrendous, like what social setting, if you took that yeah. and you put it outside of golf, would that feel good? No, it's a lot, but I think it's a great, for me, it's been a great journey to kind of put it all out there, flaws and all. I don't care, you can you can wait. We each have our own tee times. You can stand right behind me and I'm gonna take my practice swing and then I'm going to drive it you 75 yards and I don't care. <laughs> it's only 75 yards. But I pick up. Pace of play is the only rule I actually give a shit about with right. golf. I'm also a highly impatient person, so it's the perfect game for me to work on that because it's such a frustrating. Oh my word. It's such a frustrating sport. But I love being outside. Foursomes are great. You actually can have a conversation with people over the course of nine holes. Now with like 12 hole golf courses popping up and stuff, that's a nice amount of time. Be outside get some exercise. I like walking courses. Mm -hmm. I mean, driving a golf cart's always fun too, but it you is, know. But it's a special treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to add that to the tab too. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an expensive day. Mm -hmm. It's for sure an expensive day. So if somebody wanted to, how do you deal with that? How do you break down some of those barriers? What I'm trying to do with Coterie is help that specifically for women. We're trying to get more women not just into golf into sport in general and help like redefine what it means to be athletic especially mm -hmm. as you age and really encouraging women to come together and say hey you can be social this helps your health people mm -hmm. are forget so much about loneliness and lack of connection and the actual physical health impacts that that has on you especially as you age yeah. And coming out of COVID, there's been so much great research around it because people are starting to give a shit more about it, which we mm -hmm. should have always been thinking about that. We don't just focus on golf. We have pickleball and we'll be adding more onto the platform, but it's a place to say, hey, find people to actually get out and play with. Find your squad, get out there, connect with other women, play for fun, bring back the fun and the joy into your life. And even if you do it once a month or you do something, forget about the rules and just get out and play right i think that's a great way to look at it and if you can create a system where it feels like the parts of it the steps because there's a lot right? there is a lot yeah if someone we help can you get guide there. you through yeah. the steps that feels a lot more approachable to me and i'm an athlete right and yeah. i still look at golf and i'm like fuck that See, we come at sport, which I think is really interesting, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in detail later, but we come at it from such different angles. Like, yeah. I, I didn't play a lot of sport. I mm -hmm. fenced competitively, which is very different. Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, but other than that, I didn't play a ton of sports, and I would never... I always struggled with that brand or badge of an athlete or being, oh, this is... To me, that's like you have to be really good to kind of stick that label on yourself right and I never felt like I was that great at and any yet, of it. that's such a problem and we should add this to another episode of just like I'm not that kind of person 
Like, yeah. I'm not an athlete. I'm not good with money. Yeah. I'm not an The labels we put on ourselves, yeah. Yeah. I'm also somebody who exclusively wears black and gray. Go, no. go, go point on a golf course and find those people for me. Especially everything for women. It's pink and frills and this know. and that. If this is the brand of people that play this sport, I don't know that I'm going to find my people. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, where's my crew yeah. that I'm going to feel safe emotionally playing yeah. with and that I'm actually going to enjoy because yeah. I don't want to play the fucking corporate game. No. There's an amazing episode of New Girl where uh, she goes to pitch with Fawn. I forget what her last name is, but she's a politician. Fawn Moscato. And she's a politician. And <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny because it takes all of the stereotypes of like women showing up at a corporate event where they're going to play golf together. And she comes in, Zoe Deschanel, I forget what her character's name is. And she comes in and she's just like a teacher. And she's like, hey, how are you doing? I want 20 computers for my school. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, how dare you? These are all the things you need to do all day yeah. to be able to make that request of me. Right. If you're lucky. Right. And it's that idea of what people have in their mind. And I think it's real. Yeah. If you've ever too. played in a golf tournament, it's just real. So. I am playing in my first golf tournament in three weeks. I'm playing in it, and I haven't played in eight years in a golf tournament. Seven, eight years. So that should be interesting. How you feel? I just, my back just got sore. <laughs> Sympathy back yeah. pain for me. Oof. Appreciate it. I'm a mix of, ugh, you have that like anxious, ugh, feeling of, oh, this is probably not going to go well. But I just want it to be fun. Again, I got to eat my own dog food here and practice what I preach. It's not about how good you are. It's about having fun. And if you keep pace of play, it doesn't matter. It is a scramble. So we're not going to ever play my ball. We're never going to play Diamond. my ball unless I'm in the world's shittiest foursome. Anything but, can happen. But I do think it, you know, it's not about that. It's yeah. about getting out, having fun. It's great. It's playing a course I've never played that has like a bit of fanfare behind it. Mm -hmm. I also probably would never pay their green fees and I'm getting like a discount to go to fanfare, it. I'm fanfare. I'm hearing green fees. <laughs> I'm hearing a whole lot of things that I know Just wait. About. Give you a year and we'll be like, you'll be, you'll be right up there. I always say that I'll be good it. at golf when I get to play it a lot. I'm sure you would. Part of me wants to be good at it just because there's so few women that do it. When I get pissed off about something or I see there's a problem in a space, I'm like, fine. I'll, that'll be me. That'll be me. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and I don't care. Yeah. Because I deserve to take up space. You deserve to take up space. So. And with you doing it, you give other people permission to do the same. That's the goal anyway. That's the goal anyway. That's the goal. Well, if you're going to do that golf tournament and you have to align that with your day-to-day -day lifestyle, you've got to have some hacks on the go that are going to help you to... Bring that new little, what Je are we going to call it? Je ne sais quoi. I guess no. so. Or just no. save your fucking life. Yeah. For dealing with it. So let's get into our next segment and talk about hacks. Last, okay. You have all these like ridiculous, you've got so many hacks. So take us through one of those. I mean, first of all, I'm, a, I'm just a big fan of doing things in real time. And it can be irritating to a lot of people. So. What do you mean by that? So I mean, when I think about, 
oh, I need to send an email to one of my kids' teachers. And even if it's like nine o'clock at night, I'm, I'm doing the email and I just schedule send it for the next morning at 9 a.m. Sure. Um, so I do things in the moment because my life is so hectic mm -hmm. that I have to do it in real time. Obviously, that's not a hack. A lot of people do that. I'm a big fan of emailing while on the toilet. <laughs> There's my hack. Yeah. But the other one that I was thinking of is that I mean, I, a lot of people are starting to talk about this. I developed a user guide eight years ago in my like first executive role and when nobody was talking about this. And I think it's obviously evolved since then. And for those that don't know what a user guide is, it's really this blueprint about working with you or knowing anything about yourself. So sections in my user guide are ways to earn trust, ways that trust is broken, my working style. Can I get this user guide? Yeah, I'm actually surprised I haven't sent it to, it to you. Yeah, I should. Plug that shit into GPT and tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Ways of work, best working with me. So how I take vacations, for instance, the fact that I still, I still reply when I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. Best way to contact me is phoning me when I'm on vacation, when I'm working regular bestest text, all that kind of, it goes from macro to micro mm -hmm. of all the things, why I do what I do. So it has my mission, what motivates me around Coterie and for my business. And so the hack I would say is creating that, but also for the people out there that are, well, maybe I don't run my own business. I've actually used it in my personal life. So obviously you there's a couple would. of tweaks. I know. <laughs> I love it. So when I first developed it, I, I gave it to my wife, yeah. like my now wife, she was my wife then. Um, but I've also used it for like our nanny oh. um, and people that I work with closely because it kind of is a fast track to getting to know how to work best with you. Right. And I think people don't use them enough in personal life. I think it's a very, now it's quite a common practice. Eight years ago, people were like, what the fuck are you emailing me? I remember a couple of people on my team were like, what is this thing? Yeah. This is fast tracking to getting to know each other. Whoa. And I want you to write one for me. Everybody who was on my team needed to write one and send it to me. It also forces people to be really reflective. Yeah. And also hopefully gain some self-awareness. <laughs> Everything in Google. So mm -hmm. it's like there'd be suggestions and we'd do it as a bit of a living document for next iteration to be like, oh, I think you... You know, I've noticed this about you. I don't know if you want to add it. Your cool. working style tends to be like that. I'd always send it to my team and then be like, is there anything I've missed? Right. It's also an opportunity to be open to feedback. Did I miss anything or am I not presenting things? So something that always got a laugh, but people were like, oh my God, you know you do it, is in my user guide, it's like, my face doesn't always match my words. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, I was like, knowing me. I have a resting bitch face a bit. A bit? Yeah. Okay, listen. That's laughable. Yeah. Well, and then I, but I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And I'll look yeah. at people and they're like, I don't know. I'm not understanding. Is it actually good do or do you hate what I just shared with you? And I, it says in my user guide, always listen to my words. Don't listen to my face. Because sometimes when I'm thinking about things. Yeah. And we can talk about my brain another time, but I always use the analogy that my brain's a six burner stove. And so there's so many burners on at different yeah. degrees yeah. that in the background, there might be running about being like, oh shit, I just saw a text pop up from my nanny and one of my kids is sick and you're talking to me about this and I'm not, not listening to you, yeah. but I might be slightly concerned about something else going on or yeah. some other fires happening in the company. Yeah. And you're talking to me about this and I love what you're saying, but it doesn't negate the fact that I ha now have to jump to that fire. You're processing. And I process and listen to what I'm saying because that's actually what I think, not yeah. how my face is reacting. Well, 
in fairness to most people, that's not how most people operate, it's right? It's true. They say and a I'm lot not... of shit, and then behind your back, things are different. Right. And so they don't always, you don't get the real deal face-to-face. -face. You yeah. have to wait to hear from it. So this is a great way. I love it from managing expectations almost, too. Yeah, it totally. establishes this baseline. Then it manages expectations of what you will and what you won't get from me. Yeah. It shows self-awareness on your end and it provides a feedback loop or an opportunity yeah. for a feedback loop for your team to be like, yo, tell me what's up. Yeah. And I would love this from you as well. And that will help us yeah. establish. I can see this being really beneficial for so many async teams. Yeah. Because... That's why I think it's become quite popular now, but yeah. eight years ago it was pre-COVID. Did you start no. user guides? Oh I'm my sure God. I did not start user guides. Oh I'm 100% sure. <laughs> I'm sure oh I did God. not. But I am the founder of Sticky Notes. Uh, yeah. You started user guides. <laughs> but I do think the hack is that people don't use it in their personal lives enough. Yes. If you think about even just using it as a reset with your partner, if I was to take a step back and try to you know, look at your own skills, behaviors, yep. what irritates you, what doesn't, how to best communicate with your partner, all those things. Maybe I'm super nerdy, but I love doing that kind of shit in my Listen, personal life. Fucking partnership is hard. Yeah. We know this. Everyone who has a partner knows this. And you have to do yeah. things like that. Keeping open communication. The minute communication between Aaron and I breaks down, it's like, yeah you know it you feel it sometimes it gets too far away from you and yeah. you need a reset you need to yeah. sit back down and say okay <laughs> this is the deal this is what i'm feeling yeah tell me how you're feeling and always with us the person's perception of the feelings versus the feelings themselves kind of like what you're talking about yeah. with my words matching my face you're i'm just perceiving yeah and i'm making assumptions about what your face is telling me or what yeah. your energy is telling me, especially if we're not talking. Yeah. Versus being like, what is happening here? Can we yeah. just chat about this? And that's hard. And I'm sure we'll have many, many conversations on that. I think from the user guide perspective, it'd be interesting. In my head, I can feel Tina, me, being <laughs> like, that sounds like a lot. But then in the other end, my new brain, my half GPT brain, <laughs> Yeah. is going, this would be relatively easy to do with GPT because you so can easy. engage in that conversation and say, this is the goal. I want to create a user guide to have people better understand the best way to work with me to get the maximum output out of me. Ask me some questions that would gather enough information for yeah. you to create a first draft of this document. Yeah. And GPT is going to know what questions to ask, especially if there's, you know, one day we'll yeah. make yours a digital product mm -hmm. and then people will use the template. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of templates out there too yeah. if you Google it, even outside of GPT. Of course, AI can help with generating some of those subheadings and what's yeah. important. But I also think there is tweaks depending what you want to use it for, right? A hundred percent. And I think I, I use GPT with, it's never going to get me all the way. Yeah. It's just going to get me started so I don't have blank page syndrome. Yeah. And then I can continue to go from there versus looking at a blank template. I have to fill this in. Yeah. It's just an engaging sort of activity to get me started. But yeah, I love it. User yeah. guides. That's User a guides. hack of all hack. I'm going to try that. And I'll send you mine. Yeah, send me yours so and I can you should do input it into me. Code Interpreter and say, <laughs> take this in. 
I want to create one just like it. <laughs> Ask me the questions necessary to get me the outfits. Done. Geeks. I okay. love that. I love that. I think this was another, another great episode. episode. I mean, in our... <laughs> Share. If I do say so myself. Comment. Follow us on all the, the spots. It accomplishes the goal. Real conversations about modern parenthood and the yeah. intersection of being working parents, entrepreneurs especially, yeah. running our own businesses. We talked about some wonderful mom moments. Mm. There was a lot of discussion about boogers and shit and farts. Yep. Maybe that's a preface we need to put at the beginning. We got into a really interesting topic, which I'm sure we'll touch upon in many, many ways around self-care, making some time for self-care and how even with your business, you're trying to tackle that in some way. We're all trying to do our own thing. And then we talked about a hack, hack of all hacks, create a user, user guide. guide on yourself, give it to the people around you, professionally and personally. Expedite. That's, of course, that would be the end goal. Increase productivity and effectiveness to maximize outputs for your work, engaging with me. Anywho. Done. Love it. This is great. Excited. Like, follow, subscribe. If you saw any value in this conversation, please share it with friends and family, people around you. 